Welcome to episode 246 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV series, anime, manga, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we talk about it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by Kyle Springer. Kyle, how are you? I am pretty good. It's been uh, it's been a good weekend so far. Um, I went to go see Shazam on on yeah. Friday night. Had had a blast with that. It's nothing to really write home about, in my opinion. But it's solid. It was entertaining. It was good. It was fun. So I it I is very fun. I enjoyed my time with it for sure. What about you? What have you been up to? I. I also went to see Shazam. I went to the movies again. I saw Inside, mm. a movie where Willem Dafoe is trapped inside. He's a, <laughs> he's like a cat burglar who's sneaking into this high rise penthouse right. to steal yeah. like some okay. precious paintings that are in there. And then he gets trapped inside while the owner's like off on a business trip for who knows how long. You know, he just eats every scrap of food he can find, tears everything apart and goes mad interesting and would would, how how would you rate that one is that a thumbs up yeah i middle i mean there's only like like a couple ways the movie can end but in the middle you see him do many things you see him eat all sorts of stuff he poops Ah. (laughs) he he finds secret rooms (laughs) well i can't wait for the sequel outside That'll be great. Who knows? Yep. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, well, we are here to talk about something else entirely. Not Willem Dafoe, though. I think Willem Dafoe, if he was in the show, would have had a blast uh, in, yeah. <laughs> in, in this playing any role. I'm sure he would have been fantastic. Uh, but Melissa, what are we here to talk about this week? We are here to talk about the five episode miniseries Angeline which you can find on Peacock. This is based. (laughs) We feel her energy with us. We're both. If you're watching the YouTube video, we're all pinked out. Kyle's not wearing any pink, but I made him change his lights to pink. Yep. This is based on a true story of a woman named Angeline who just sort of appeared out of nowhere in LA in like the late seventies, early eighties and bought a bunch of billboards to promote her it's just photos of her and it just says angeline with a phone number that you call and the phone number just goes to the guy who put up the billboard just the printer and she was just this mysterious woman nobody was sure exactly what she was selling or promoting exactly what she did like did she act did she sing what did she do but she was the sort of proto famous for being famous sort of person and i believe to this day she's still like a Los Angeles fixture where you see her yeah. driving around the city in her, her pink Corvette and you can talk it's to her and wild. get her autograph and buy a t-shirt with her face on it. So this came recommended to us by our, fr- our friend Jack. Um, yes. And on, on, on top of that, when you, when you pitched it, you were like, Hey, the creator of Mr. Robot 
this is also one of his like favorite pieces of media from last year or something like that. I did get that mixed up. I thought Jack had watched it because Sam Esmail had recommended it. And she and I are both big Mr. Robot fans. Sam Esmail is one of the producers. He helped make the show. And I, I clocked it like a minute, 50 seconds in. It's like, I already feel that energy. I get, I get the residual Mr. Robot vibes off of this. Yes. Yeah. It was by by the same producers. So I'm sure he is one of Mm. the producers on that. But um, yeah, it, 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 this is a show that by myself, I would have never watched. Uh, It wouldn't have been on my radar. It wouldn't have just not a Kyle like thing that'd be like, I should check out that show. Um, but this was fantastic. <laughs> this was amazing. Good. This was so good. I I was fascinated, like with the first episode especially, but even where this goes from episode to episode, they do some really really neat things with just with with playing with this idea of based on a true story. And that yeah, like, when when you hear those words based on a true story, it's like okay, well. Something true happened, but Mm. different people's accounts are going to kind of be different here. And those can be at odds. They can be challenged, stuff like that. Um, And so, yeah, you'll see one scene and it plays out. And then a character like an an actor in that being like, wait, 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 this is not how it happened. But like, Mm -hmm. let's go back or like some things disappear. They move some set piece or something like that. yeah, it's it's fascinating. It's not what I expected at all. Um, uh-huh. So, I, yeah, I really enjoy, enjoyed this. I'm happy because it's based off something you said that I pitched this on a recent episode <laughs> of The Captain's Log. You told me you'd been watching the new HBO version of Perry Mason. You're like, did you know Perry Mason was a real guy? And while I'm in the middle of saying, wow, no, I didn't know that you went to Google it. And then you're like, oh. No, he isn't. No, I had that all wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to pitch you. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm just saying that's why I wanted to pitch you TV shows about real people, (laughs) not fictional detective lawyer Perry Mason. (laughs) Yeah, I watched season one of that a couple years ago, I guess, like right when the pandemic started, I think. Mm. Um, And yes, season two came out earlier this month. I still haven't watched it yet, but I was like, aha, season two is out. I'm so excited. Um, But yeah, I, I completely thought he was a real person. Don't know why. Don't know. Like no one told me that he was a real person. And it's not like my dad was trying to pull one over on me or, or something. Right. Um, I just thought he was a real person and then had my hopes and, jer- and jer- 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 dreams crushed. Um, <laughs> by, dreams by of meeting Wikipedia. him. Yeah. Visiting uh, Perry Mason's grave, laying down a single <laughs> white rose. Thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but, yeah, I, I I think you 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 turn that into an interesting set of potential mm-hmm. I th- things that we could cover here this week. Uh, and Angeline is what I picked based off the recommendation from Jack. And uh, yeah, this was incredible. I loved it. I I'm very happy you enjoyed it. This is a real Melissa show. I love 
the mystery of Hollywood and the mundanity of it. I mean, the things that feel very everyday to somebody who lives in Los Angeles, but to me, who's barely left St. Louis, right. I'm like, wow, a coffee bean and tea leaf. I've never seen that. <laughs> What's a Cahuenga Boulevard? Show me. <laughs> like, I listen to all these Los Angeles based comedy podcasts and I hear about all these things through just every day to these people. But it's like, that's that's Shangri-La. That's a wonderland. How do I get there? And one of them was. I'd hear people mention the Angeline billboards. Like I vaguely mm -hmm. yeah. knew she was a, a, a diva of some sort who like put herself up on billboards. And I, I'd heard about the show from Jack and I was surprised at the format it's in where in real life, a reporter for the Hollywood reporter like found out this woman's actual identity, her actual background. You can still, She's still such an enigma. You can't exactly explain how she got from where she started to where she is now. But at least it's like we know her real name. We know where she grew up. We know who her family is. This is the origins of Angeline. Angeline the person. And the TV show is the aftermath of that article. So you've got interviews with an actor playing the author of the article. You've got like all these talking head interviews with him and Angeline and the various characters of Angeline's life. And then you see these flashbacks to the story as it happened. So the story plays around with time a lot. We move inside mm -hmm. and outside this narrative. There's a very WandaVision type moment where somebody comes to see Angeline and she doesn't want to talk to him and she makes him just disappear. He's just yeah. gone from the frame like he was never there at all. It really yeah. fudges reality, really plays with this true to life sense of I don't know what really happened. This yes. this woman was a mystery for so long. Even now that we can find an article and point to this is what her real name is. This is where she grew up. We still don't really know her that well, but we know everything she wants us to know. Like she's she truly reinvented herself. She's like, I'm not. Rachel Goldman anymore. I am Angeline. Angeline's all you're ever going to know. You're not going to ask questions about my past. I'm this now. This is me. I say I'm me. You ought to trust that. You got, don't look into my past anymore. And she wants to be this new person. And she wants to put up all these billboards of herself and be this public fixture in Los Angeles as this like beacon of hope. Like people ask, what do you do? And the answer at the end of the day is that she's she kind of wants to make people happy and be an amusement right, yeah. and be a curio in mm -hmm. their life. Like to have that sort of to inspire beautiful. Yeah, she is inspiring. The show is inspiring. It's true. She did it. She met her goal. Absolutely. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I did not know anything about Angeline going mm. into this. I don't think I'd even heard of her. Um I, I it, maybe it's some corner somewhere saw something or heard her name. But I yeah, I, I didn't know anything. Um, But yeah, go, 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 going into this. What will I was not exactly sure what to expect. Um, But yeah, this blew me out of the water. I described this at the start of like, this is not something that Kyle would watch on his own, but it ended up very much be being something that 
like I yeah, I do enjoy this kind of thing. It's just wrapped in this bright, hot pink wrapper that is just like, oh, that's something that I would have just completely disregarded. Um, but yeah, it plays with time. It plays with reality. It plays with this idea of like of truth and like what exactly mm-hmm. happened, because uh, within the story, she is very strict very stubborn about no i am angeline this is my story you will not tell it any other way than the way that i want you to Mm -hmm. um but then we know through some of the people involved in her life that yeah they started to find out some of this stuff and eventually that's where this article came out which is like hey here's who she actually is but Mm -hmm. Even that, like the way um, she dealt with reporters in the past or dealt with people trying to involve her in a movie or in a documentary about her life, the way she dealt with those people also makes you question this of like how how much approval of this did she Mm -hmm. have? Um, Because if she didn't, I would kind of imagine her to try and fight against it. Um, I don't know what her relationship to this show is. Um, mm, if she yeah. is like an executive producer on this somehow, or no, I don't or think who knows so. what. Um, but yeah, it just it's kind of fascinating to be like, is even what we got true at all? Um, except for yeah, but like hey, there is an article like out there that like, but it's just yeah. I I I actually I still don't know. I'll tell you, I Googled that Hollywood Reporter article. I read it. There's a so a lot of the names have changed. Like mm-hmm. I think in real life they found out her name was Renee, but in the show her name her, you know, her given name was Rachel. Like the names have been changed, but the framework is all there. And there's a lot of lines in the show that are pulled directly from that Hollywood Reporter article. It's worth a read. That's cool. That's cool. Good stuff. Um well, I, I would say it's about time for a plot synopsis, but we kind of did did that already. Mm-hmm. And I think in describing it, um, that's kind of what it is. It's a yeah. little mini series about the, the who Angeline is and the mystery surrounding her. Um, the the uh, 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 other thing that I will mention on that is it's the the, the whole thing is. It's it's kind of like a mockumentary is like the the yeah. style, but it's also not. It's like half mockumentary, half biopic. Yes, but it's really all just a reenactment. But yeah, it's playing with like all sorts of stuff. Uh, yeah, it has that like Wanda vision, like oh, I don't want to talk to you. Let's get you out yeah. there. Or uh, when we watched, uh, oh God, what was the name of the landscapers? HBO? Yes, the landscapers. And there's that one yeah. s- scene where they literally move from like one set to yeah. the next set to go reenact that, and you see the whole like studio that they're filming in, and it's just like there's this really cool meta layer to this um, that I, I think is spectacular. So good stuff. Go check it out. That's what I, I would say. Do you have anything else you want to add on to that or should we go into housekeeping and then spoilers? Let's do housekeeping and spoilers. I think we've set the people up. Let's do it. We will be right back. 
Here at The Whatnots, we make multiple different shows, and a lot of hard work goes into making them, so we would love it if you check them all out. If you enjoy our shows, patreon.com slash the whatnots is the best place to show your support. For just a dollar a month, you can get early access to episodes and at our $3 tier, a Patreon-exclusive podcast, The Pilots Club. You can even get a shout out and thank you on most of our shows at the $5 tier. And if you're one of our patrons already, thank you so much. It means the world to us. You can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. You can also find us on YouTube and Twitch for video versions of the shows, trailer reactions, and live streams. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a hoodie or a mug or something else, head over to thewhatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. Once again, a big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you much. Um, for the Pilots Club this month, we went to CSI. We went back to the original uh, to go check that out and see how that has been. Uh, that was a good, fun one. Up next, this next month in April, uh, we are covering... One of the strangest pilots I think we've covered yet, <laughs> Melissa. Can 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 you give them some some info on on this next one? It's it's strange in how utterly mundane it is. Jason Alexander stars as Bob Patterson, the nation's third best-selling self-help author. We're watching the pilot of a show that aired in October two thousand one, I think. And the show only aired five episodes. It was canceled very quickly. Yeah, it it, it basically lasted a month, um, which mm. is is that's just like that's one of the things that I think is so fascinating with yes. that of, of like it's, you usually hear it gets the full season or yeah. either, or it, like it only gets the pilot and that's it or it just, yeah the pilot somehow leaks out and it never got you know made into an actual show but you don't hear like oh they made it for a month and then they stopped <laughs> yeah they only ever made 10 episodes some of which are lost like they aired five episodes i think there's like two or three more episodes you can find online that weren't aired and like another mm -hmm. couple that are lost to time bob patterson is lost media and I'm I watch a lot of lost media videos and I was surprised nobody's talking about Bob Patterson. <laughs> uh, some more cool things that we have been up to here at the Whatnots. Uh, first of all, last week here on the review show, we talked about Shazam and the Seven Magic Lands. Uh, since the new Shazam movie came out this week, Shazam and the Fury of the Gods, we decided to go back and read some Shazam comics. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it was kind of like a, a, a who's who of the Shazam world. Yeah. Uh, and I think it was kind of it, it wasn't a adaption of what they made the movie out of but there there are some pieces that's like oh hey i know that now yeah. like this, this concept is in in that comic we read so shazam and the seven magic lands is what we did last week um i think on monday so sh shortly a day after we're recording this we might do a short 
uh, Shazam and the Fury of the Gods uh, spoiler cast. Um, so be on the lookout for that. That'll be on the Reactor Core feed. Speaking of which, also this next week on the Reactor Core, we will be starting up our Mandalorian Season 3 coverage. Uh, both myself and Ignacio will be t- talking about that. Um, and then on the Captain's Log, Melissa, we got to run down some of the Oscars stuff. You had you mm-hmm. brought your ballot, yeah. your uh, what all all of your predictions uh, and and some things like that. Uh, and then I talked about g- g- getting whiplash f- from a TV episode description. <laughs> <laughs> or catching whiplash, I should say. <laughs> catching yeah, you whiplash. described it as being caught, as if it is yeah. contagious. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, we we've got a lot of fun stuff up for you all to go check out. But that is about it for housekeeping. So let's get on to spoilers. Bam! Here we are, Angeline. Spoilers. So yeah, I really enjoyed this a lot. Um, I think episode one, it like pretty much immediately kind of draws you in. I I think it just it has a good vibe. It like the show like I part of the reason I also picked this is I don't think we've done a Peacock original show. Yeah. On 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 here. So I I I have barely explored what's on Peacock. I think poker face is their their hot new yeah poker face is good um but i don't really look to peacock for Mm. original content that's not it's not it's not the big content house that like netflix is or Mm. something like that um and so i like in terms of production value i wasn't really expecting much um but I I think this was solid production value. Um, I I I hesitate to describe certain moments of this as cheesy, in only because they're kind of supposed to be in. Yeah. In that. Um, I, I I don't remember how long it was ago now, but last year at some point, my partner made me watch Earth Girls Are Easy. Um, oh, just because so you'd she, already she seen her. She loves, yeah, those like cheesy movies and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, didn't know she was in that at all. Didn't like click with me. Um, but there are some moments that are kind of styled like that in this, where there is that like cheesy spaceship flying around at the end of the show and stuff like that. Like, there's just whenever they need a certain vibe in the show they do it is is like that that i think is the best way i can dis- describe it because it starts in the like 70s like rock all almost punk scene mm. um and yeah the the show feels kind of grungy and grimy at this at the start when when they do that stuff but then when she reimagines herself and she is this like sex symbol icon, she is just this hot pink cannonball that just goes through everything. Um, And yeah, I like I, it, it almost feels like Angeline reinventing herself. Whatever the show needs to be, it becomes. Um, 
and that that I think is f- fascinating. Yeah, I do like the show's flights of fantasy because what we are seeing is not a true objective flashback. Everything is subjective. Everything is told through the lens of the person being interviewed. So there's a lot Mm -hmm. of unreliable narrators where Angeline will say things went down this way. And like her ex-boyfriend who was in the band will be like, no, what happened this way? This happened. Like the climax of episode one is that her boyfriend starts a solo career. Uh, He's got billboards for his new album coming out where he's got like a cover of wild thing. And she's, he thinks he's, he thinks she's going to be excited to see the billboard, but she's mad because they had agreed. If we're going to get famous, we're doing it together. Like she's kind of latching on to him and she gets mad about the billboard. Like you have a billboard for a cover song. And (laughs) in his telling of the story, it's clear that like, that's why she left him. That's why she, she became the billboard queen. But then she tells the story where no, she walked in on him cheating on her and then she was heartbroken and she stormed off and then she found her own path and from that to the end of episode two where she and martin freeman just go flying through the sky and yeah like in harry Corvette. potter with the, with their car. <laughs> the end of greece yeah. yeah the dance scene in episode three i went back and watched that this morning that like dream ballet musical number is wild it's good yeah yeah yeah, and the no, and like there's also the one where she like the very end of episode five where she goes off in the spaceship and like it keeps mm-hmm. putting these metaphor like it'll take something somebody might have said as a metaphor and it'll literalize it or it'll metaphorically present an experience somebody is having. Like I love that dance number in episode three because you really it's clear that didn't literally happen. And it's a stand in for something that you really don't understand because it's the reporter character who's saying he was trying to interview Angeline. She like drug him along to some party. And he's like, when I saw her enter that party, there was something, the right light, the right circumstances. I got it. I understood why she is the icon that she is. I understood why she was magical. And we don't see exactly what happened to make him believe this. We just see this outrageous like big Lebowski-esque musical number. Yeah. And we don't know exactly what that's a stand-in for. Yeah. Um, like, like that's the thing. Like, we, I, I feel like we almost have an easier time recognizing what Angeline was trying to do rather mm. than the people back then tr- trying to figure it out. Because we, we now have social media influencer culture, these people who are just trying to be famous for famous sake or or like there there are experiences out there for influencers that are just completely fabricated like like big big planes that you can can rent where they have mm. like screens and stuff on the outside to be like i'm flying to who knows what you know <laughs> uh, like they have stuff like that they have like hotel rooms that are meant for, for for influencers just to, to just be like here i am in italy you know in some lavish hotel room um and they've really only booked it for an hour to do a photo mm. shoot right um but it, yeah they like they they do stuff 
like that where I, I, I feel like seeing someone like Angeline at a party after she's recreated herself, after she has put up these billboards and seeing her just wine and dine and schmooze and people come up to be like, hey, I saw your billboard or like, hey, what do you think of that? Like as someone watching that, I, I think that is just like, huh, I kind of get it now. Like, I, 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 I feel like that would have been a light bulb moment just to see her walk around and talk to people at a mm-hmm. party because we also get pictures of her just like riding around town sell, selling yeah. hats and shirts out the back of her car, which doesn't necessarily read as like modern day influencer. Right. But also can in a weird <laughs> way. Like, I want to I, I, I say that that's also like a, a grungier side of that. It's just like that is the hustle that you have to do. Yeah. But it's less lavish, right? It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you put up with some of this stuff so that when you're at these big parties and events and stuff, like the celebrities know you, you, you yeah. you've now gotten a foot in with them like you can now do all of that stuff like I, I i think that's one of the things that to me i'm not con- i mean i guess i am still con- confused but just wondering of like how how does she still have money to do all of this stuff <laughs> To have all of these billboards to yeah. make all of this product and sell it, like just like ha- like is she getting endorsements, sponsors? What's happening here? Um, it's and it's so really mysterious. not answered except for Martin Freeman's character, right? Right. She. <laughs> that's the whole of episode two is that she wants a billboard printed of herself, and she goes to the billboard printer like the she like meditates and does a ceremony and lights candles and jabs her finger at a phone book and says it's him it must be destiny i will go to this printers <laughs> and she just sweet talks him into believing like this is some sort of an avant-garde this is like a really progressive art project like she really gets him on board with the idea of this woman must be on billboards and i must pay for them out of my own pocket or she meets all these different people and arranges like barter systems like she'll meet a guy who does like lawn sprinklers and she'll trade the lawn sprinkler service to somebody who's like a dentist so that then the lawn sprinkler guy gets dental service like she's just this the center point in this interconnected web of just trading various favors yeah she never gets any sponsorships you never see her really aspiring to move up in life like I imagine it is true to life and not just a constraint of the production budget, but she's in the exact same house, like for decades of her life. Like she never mm-hmm. seems to want to move up. She never, after that initial pink Corvette, it seems like she's got, I didn't look that closely at it. I'm not a car person. Maybe she's got the same pink Corvette the whole time. She doesn't seem to want to trade up in life. And I think it's even her ex-husband maybe who says she invented such a character. She seems like she should be the star of a TV show. I don't know why that's something she never went for. Like, she wants to be a star, but a star in a very sort of vague, 
self-directed way where she wants to be in a movie but only if she's playing herself it is Angeline as Angeline and she's just saying stuff she thinks she would say like she's got a music video at one point she goes on that talk show to promote a music video but it's unclear like did you want to cut a whole album did you want to be a pop star like she has all these different sort of ventures but it seems unfocused like she doesn't have a goal She's not yeah. playing any sort of traditional I want to be a star or influencer game in any way. Yeah. It, it, or at, at like she's putting her finger in all sorts of pies. Yeah. And that's it. Just that initial move. I, mm-hmm. I, I have one song and a music video. I did that one movie. I'm going to do this one article, right? I'm, I'm yeah. Gonna do, and it's it's interesting because yeah because then by having this kind of shotgun approach she can see what works and what does not but it is this very controlled like i'm i'm going to control the story um Mm -hmm. and that that i i think is one one of the more fascinating things about this is that you you think you you would think a celebrity or an influencer would kind of want this like like fan culture to just take things and run with it or like oh hey this music video worked let's do mm. more of them um but yeah I, I i i i think because of the trauma she experienced early on in her life just wanting to escape from that and not having that torn away from her again she is just like this is mine like my precious yeah right like yes yeah um, she's you see that she is v- very smart and very cunning and she really does as much as she is a secret she seems to do her research on other people she knows how to mm-hmm. handle other people like I, any of the scenes where she's in some sort of a business conversation are really outstanding like when she meets Hugh Hefner, like Hugh Hefner wants her to do a spread in, in in Playboy. And she like absolutely calls him out like, no, you made your money off of Marilyn Monroe by buying photos. She shot years earlier for some other guy that she never said you could have. Like she just has everybody's number. Like, yeah. no, I know who you are. I'm not doing this. Or like the it's, she's when she's, she's negotiating only... to get like the billboards. Yeah. Yes. She's not only playing this like sex symbol, like bimbo like character. Yeah. Right. But she's also like she she is smart and she will be like, well, you just think I'm some dumb girl with big tits like that's it. Uh, But actually, no, I know that you guys like want you will want me or I need the spots, but you already have these clients like so you need this thing. So if you invest more in that, that freeze up this thing like she yeah she just has this plan worked out that is just kind of fascinating of like how when did you come up with that um that it's it's just kind of fascinating to see um but 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 yeah the, the whole thing is just like whoa she like it's it's equally yeah just like i'm fascinated by all of this but also why aren't you pursuing more i'm confused yes yeah. Another thing about her that fascinates me is that she she's a self-described sex goddess. 
we see at the end of episode one, she gets those preposterous breast implants, which I'm so curious <laughs> on like the practical makeup side, how they did those giant fake boobs. Cause it, I know they're fake, but it looks really seamless. I, we don't talk enough about whoever's doing fake boob makeup work out there in Hollywood. It seems I, like a real craft. My, my partner saw them and, and I was like, oh yeah, those look like the ones you can like buy off of Amazon that are the like <laughs> for drag sh 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 ah. shows and, and stuff like that. Cause yeah, they are ginormous. Um, mm -hmm. And, and that like, I, one thing I do like about this is that even though her, her new boobs in this are huge and they are always very much there in the scene you can see the cleavage like all of it, it the, the the camera in this and also despite her saying like i am a sex symbol and her yeah. kind of posing sexily yeah. for some of these these pictures that go on a bill board it's never gratuitous and yeah. like here's there's her boobs right there there's her butt or there like it yeah. never focuses on the, that which i i thought was like, interesting too which is good good but you would kind yeah. of expect at least especially in a show that is from so many people's different mm. perspectives of like who who's focusing on that yeah rather than just like I see where this art project is going. You're right. If I do invest <laughs> in this, I'll become rich. Um, yeah. Yeah. So just an, an interesting observation there. Yeah. She's so sexualized, but in a very sort of vague way. Like, I think it's more of the mystique and the power of Angeline that's supposed to sort of turn you on spiritually than getting literally physically horny at them boobs. <laughs> and I think horny over the course boobs. of this, <laughs> right. I think over the course of the series, there's no evidence of her actually having sex with anybody. Like you've got that first boyfriend guy in the band who like says he thought like they were going to have sex like it seemed like that's where she was going but instead they like light candles and meditate and then she shoves them out of the apartment like i need to dye my hair it's time for me to take a bath for an hour <laughs> so like it doesn't happen there and like i yeah, she had that marriage too. when she was young and we're like you see like the, her and her husband sharing a bed but like in her adult life in the time when angeline is angeline like, it's not like that first boyfriend from the band wasn't good enough because it seems like she never goes after anyone else. It truly seems like she has no sex life, no literal sex life, only this like metaphorical, spiritual sex goddess presence. I I agree with you, but also like it, it's just it's a show that just doesn't focus on that. It's not about her as a sex symbol even though it kind of is it, it just it it's i i feel like other shows about a sex symbol would be like oh what is the sex that they are having like let's let's talk, talk about that but yeah this is more the reinvention of sex health it's more about identity yeah rather than the like what were the adventurous escapades you had under the sheets 
No, but it's like they're not even making an offhand mention to. And then Angeline dated this guy in 1991. Like there's all the characters in her life are like, it's the ex-boyfriend, the ex-husband. And then it's all like assistants, business associates. It's very clear that she just had like an emotional thing with Martin Freeman. Like he was Mm -hmm. sort of obsessed and infatuated with her, but not in a sexual or even romantic way. Like, there's not even a slight mention to the possibility that there was anybody in any sort of romantic or sexual partnership role in her life. Yeah. Still, I, I, I think there's certain characters in, in there that I wouldn't put it past the, them if, if they did work something out, right? But again, it's just not. The direction this show takes that yeah they just leave out all details or mention of that um i i think it's just yeah, a really interesting part of the character that she is only sexual in like a presentational uh the <laughs> sort of artistic way <laughs> like she's professionally a sex goddess and then it seems like she just goes home by herself takes a bath for an hour and like goes to sleep in silk pajamas. Yeah. Um, there, there was one painting that was a nude painting of her that was in there. But it was very like it wasn't a realistic one. It was like mm-hmm. very much abstracted and expressionistic of, of just like it's a human form. Somehow I, I, I understand that. But it's not. Yeah, it's not like, oh, that's what she would probably look like mm-hmm. under all that um which is interesting but yeah can 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 we talk a little bit about this uh i forget the guy's name the the younger uh documentarian who tried yeah. to make a maybe on her i i liked him i don't I, rem- I liked him a lot um i don't remember anybody's names but yeah i i don't know why I like but that I, he's I, just i want to call him max even though i know it's not maybe it was max wait Lucas Gage as Max Allen, based on Jesse Small. Maybe oh, yes. I've, I that, forgot is, is I Googled the... the show. I have everything open. Yeah, there he is. Yes, Max. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, well, hey, I, I was right. Max. <laughs> the, one, the one time on the review show I get someone's <laughs> name right. <sighs> um, yeah, I, I, I like Max's character a lot. Um I, I I like because he he is the like fresh out of college artist filmmaker doesn't necessarily know what to do kind of living with his parents maybe or at least on their dime mm-hmm. um, and they are p- pushing for him to finally start something get, get a job or a, a project that will actually get you somewhere and he comes up with the idea day of making a documentary about Angeline and finding out who she is, what's her story. Um, And he is the one that through his own frustrations and research finds out who Angeline really was, but it all ends poorly in this like legal or almost legal uh, battle of, of like, well, Technically, neither of you did anything wrong to each other, 
you guys just don't like each other. Like you're at <laughs> yeah. odds. You're just at cre- creative differences. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I find it fascinating. I like, I loved that one scene that after we learn that the article has come out from uh, that one guy in the magazine, they go back to Max and he's sitting there on the couch and he's just like, wow, an article with all the same information that I found. <laughs> wow. Who would have thought? And he just has this like slight <laughs> smirk. I'm just like, I wonder how they got all of that inf- information. I just like, that's fantastic. I like that, which I, I don't know. <laughs> like, is, is that actually how it happened? Did he like, I don't know. Ha- I mean, he, he said most of the stuff he found was public re- record. Like you can go mm. find that stuff if you really dig, but he had it all in like one file, right? He's just like, let's slide this over to the table. Dear reporter, like you tried to figure out who I, she was before. I, I think it was that the same person got in contact with Max as got in contact with uh, the reporter character. Like the, I, who is also somebody mentioned in the true article that there's some hobby genealogist on a whim was like nobody seems to know where that Angeline woman came from can I see if I can do it like who had a background in like like worked for the government did some sort of role in public records had a genealogy interest and found stuff about her and at first the conduct uh, contacted Max it seems like Max couldn't go forward Max finished a lot of the details on his own you know you see that he's so fascinated with everything that he goes to like upstate new york where the ex-boyfriend from the band went um volunteering for three months at that the old folks home just to get that one interview at you uh under false pretenses with uh what's his name uh martin (laughs) character um yeah that that's an interesting detail yeah he goes so far and I like that he has no real personal interest in Angeline. He's just like a Southern California native. He's seen the billboards around. He needs something to do as yeah. like this post-grad film project. He's like, I I could try her. Isn't it weird? It's not like he really wants to make a movie about her. It's that he thinks it's strange that there isn't one already. He's like, I guess I'll yeah. do that. It seems like that's something the world would want. And he just sort of goes mad with it that she's so restrictive and so withholding and so commanding about you will talk to my dentist you will talk to him at this time right i have set it up you will pay my dentist a hundred dollars for his time (laughs) i do really like that her approach is if you're making a movie the people you you interview are ostensibly the stars of your movie you will pay them like she wants everybody paid for their time but also this kid's 23. He has no money. Right. That is an interesting thing. I'm not a filmmaker. I'm not a documentarian. I don't know how that works of like paying people for their interviews that like mm. I imagine you would. I don't see why not. But that I feel like knowing the art world, that's also maybe kind of a foreign concept for some of like maybe get away with just interviewing them and being like oh you were just an interviewee like you weren't an actor in this thing right Mm. so i don't know but yeah that was uh, like i was like oh she's 
good for her. Like wanting to get all these people yeah. paid, but also then like tacking on like, oh, but then pay him an extra three fifty because I owe him for this one that like that the, yeah. the last time. <laughs> then I'll like, pay you back, Angeline. What are you doing? Like you you can't do right. that. Like that's not how that that works. <laughs> like if you want to do this documentary on me, you need to buy paintings of me. <laughs> I, I like You're the one need- scene when he shows up to the fast f- f- food restaurant, gets a specific meal, and and they go, "Oh, you're the new guy, huh?" And he's like, "What? What? N- it's Diddy." He's no. like, "Oh, you work for Angeline?" <laughs> he's like, "No." He's like, "Oh, but she has you in that sh- in that shirt. How cute!" Like, and he's just like, <laughs> "Fuck, man!" Like, I'm the new assistant. This is not what I signed up for. <laughs> I love when she goes to meet the reporter and uh, Jeff Glazner is the, the fictional reporter name. Mm-hmm. She goes to meet him at the Denny's and she has like her own booth at a Denny's with a pink velvet rope. And she sits down and she just orders coffee and a plate of sliced tomatoes. Amazing. Amazing. God. <laughs> I don't know. It It's just... There's so many interesting details in here mm-hmm. that are, are just like, yeah, she's smart. But then she is t- trying to get this filmmaker to pay out of his own pocket her irrigation specialist that she forgot yeah. to pay two months ago. I don't know. There's just weird things in there. Just like you're smart, but then you also make these just weird ass choices of just, like, what yeah. are you doing? Um, but. Yeah, the whole the whole thing is fascinating. I I I think my favorite characters, yeah, what what was the was Max uh and then the daughter, the Martin yeah. Freeman character's daughter who is Wendy just Wallach. absolutely yeah, just absolutely pissed off at her uh at at first because with her father's obsession it does almost get into that territory of like, well, are you having an affair? Like, are mm-hmm. are, are you cheating? Like, what's what's happening? Um, and he's as far as we know, he wasn't. But he is still so obsessed with her that it is ruining the family. And it it, it seems almost that Angeline just has no no clue what's happening to the family or like how it's like when the daughter approaches her she's just so mad like you're ruining our family like you you can't keep doing this we don't want want you here and she's just oblivious to this stuff and has this like well i'm doing like i'm not actually hurting you in this stuff you guys are just reacting poorly to how I'm living my life and all mm-hmm. of this. And shit. it's just this like weird, twisted, just like almost very selfish, like self-centered, yeah. just, just like what is happening? You're you're on another planet here. Um, mm-hmm. and, but but then, yeah, we see her down the road. Uh, I don't remember exactly how long, like 20 years later something like that and she catches her just in the parking lot of some supermarket selling stuff out of her trunk and yeah and 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 just being like like they they had an actual conversation which even then wasn't much of an actual conversation but was 
the most actual conversation that they had. And she just immediately just kind of everything just deflated in, in this of being like, oh, she she really wasn't after my family at all. Like she she mm. wasn't a bad guy here. Like she it's just that she was oblivious. Like she just didn't care. And not in a malevolent way, but she's she's just looking elsewhere like she's over here in the clouds mm -hmm. and we thought something like she was attacking us or trying to break up our family and that's just not what it was and i, I like that story like that that's also yeah. a neat way to view who angeline is there i i don't know why i'm thinking of this now i will come back around to this when we do recommend jjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjjj
she's like that. If that makes people happy, I should do that. I should be that. What if we just had a force that pure out there in the world? Like yeah. that deliberate that is, of like, yeah, that is the, the interesting thing of, of like us as adults watching that situation. Sure. Yeah. He's happy. He might be smiling. We know he's, he, he's, you know, in his mind, he's just like, man, she's so hot. Like, right. Like he's, he's maybe thinking horny thoughts or something like that. Uh, whereas the daughter, yeah, just sees the p- the purity of this whole thing. Yeah. Like, here is a a force of nature in pink that is making mm-hmm. people happy. Why can't yes. I be that? And just has no 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 thought of like, oh, it's about sex. Oh, it's about mm. big tits. Oh, it's 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 about like it's it's none of that for for her. It's all about commanding attention and then it like inspiring you bringing joy and hope and happiness and stuff like that it it if she has to yeah yeah get big tits to to get your attention to even do that sure why not but yeah she just has no like well i'll get these big tits so that all these men will like me and then i can have all the sex in the world that Mm -hmm. that i want and i'll be powerful because all these men like me and they'll give me their money and all that it's it's not that yeah no at all um which is wild so yeah (laughs) lots of just (laughs) there's so many just fascinating details aspects about this that it just it's so packed just five episodes and there was this much and and it's still like i i think something that i also love about this is that it doesn't linger longer than it needs to it tells no. you the story and it gets out five episodes that's really short and Real they're, they're only like 42 minutes each so they kind of could have just done like a really long movie like a, a a a two part documentary thing, right? But they're like, no, let's just do it in like five episodes. Like there is each episode has like a specific story or mm. or part that they are telling. Um, but yeah, it's just it they they tell the story they need to tell, and then that's it. They get out. There's yeah. no downtime. There's no like, okay, well, maybe let's set the seed for season two, what she did in the 90s, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, Like, we, we really don't see much of what happened to her in the 90s or early 2000s. Yeah! And then we just hear bits and pieces of like, oh, she's still around. Like, here we are in the 2000 teens, right? The, the, all, all of that stuff now in the 2020 20s uh and she's still around but that is also to like circle back around to what i was talking about at the start of like who pays for all of this stuff if she's still around i know she still has billboards up right how how what is she doing did did, did she make so like did she actually get rich enough to just continue this lifestyle is there someone else supporting her like that it, it's the it still leaves so much of a mystery around her that I, I i i like as much as i am being like okay but with how controlling she was how much of this actually is true though still yeah. right I, I i don't know but 
But also, I, I think this almost fits exactly what she would want. She's often desc- describing herself as a mystery. You need to have mystery. Yeah. That's the thing that's alluring, right? That is... Uh, like if if I don't tell the whole story or I change the story, you won't, you'll never. And that's the thing; they reveal all this backstory about her. That's ultimately not the stuff that I care about in mm-hmm. in this. At the end of the day, I'm more fascinated with what she became. I, it works on all levels. I don't yeah, know. It's just it's it so truly good. does. <laughs> Yeah, I it's a really compelling show. Like I I went through this in a matter of days. Like every night it's like I have to make time to watch an Angeline tonight. I need to know yep. where this is going. <laughs> it's compelling, it's inspiring. I she truly delivers on what she the message she wants where she's like I made the ultimate version of myself. Yeah. I trust for the job I wanted, which is just a magical presence in the world. Right. She just believes in herself so thoroughly. See, she has such a commanding self-respect, but also not in a way that she really puts other people down. Like she kind of she does manipulate the people who are close to her to sort of pave the smooth path for her. But like you can imagine if you're just like somebody on the street who meets Angeline. Angeline mm-hmm. is aware of her status as the ultimate hotness is the in the universe, but she wants you to kind of have that same feeling for yourself. Like the right, way yeah, Angeline exactly. feels about herself, she doesn't want that to be her own possession. She wants everybody to have that. Everybody to walk out in the world as I'm the ultimate me. I'm the best me. I'm not a person. I'm an icon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, 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 yeah. This thing is, it's, 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 fascinating the the way they they play with uh reality and all those moments and like they often do scenes based off like how she feels rather than mm-hmm. what is reality but that's also true to an extent yeah. right like there's the, the 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 scene where she sees that giant billboard she stops in the middle of the street steps out of her car and is just looking at it as yeah. people are like starting to flock to her be like that's you, isn't it? Can I get your autograph? And it just, it's such a neat scene. And it's so indicative of what's happening. Like, it is true to a sense, but it's also not true in terms of, like, that's actually what happened. But it's it's how she felt, right? And, yeah, it, it's just, it's such an interesting way to portray reality. Yeah. Her feelings know. are her truth. You don't need to know anything more than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. G- great stuff. Highly recommend this for sure. If you if you still have mm-hmm. yet to watch it. Do you have things that you want to talk about that we uh, missed? I, I don't have much more, but I, I know there we can still t- 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 talk about how awesome this is <laughs> for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do love that at the end we see, well, sprinkled throughout in little bits, I think we get real uh, Angeline footage. Like you see her actual clip from, uh, Mm -hmm. you see her actual clip from Earth Girls Are Easy. You see some actual interviews with her. It is remarkable to see her in person. And then that also makes you realize that what Emmy Rosam is doing is like not an exact imitation. It is this 
invocation of Angeline Spirit, like her own way, which makes the performance even more impressive. She is outstanding yeah. in this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Good stuff. Uh, well, let's do, should we do a, a, a bingo check-in? Yeah. Also, you see it up. Uh, one of Angeline's billboards get destroyed uh, by debris in the movie Volcano, which I know okay. I saw when I was little. And now I'm wondering how many other movies I can watch set in Los Angeles around this time that just have an Angeline has, uh, billboard in the background. Right. Because I, I saw that scene where it blows up and I was like, I feel like I've seen that before. But now that you mentioned that it's in Volcano, I was like, I, I've never heard of that. So I. I obviously haven't seen that movie, but. I don't know, I feel like I've seen one in it now. Anyways, um, pulling up bingo on screen here. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. We have. No treasure maps. Um, who's driving the bus? No fake fast food name. No. Do we have a diary entry? I don't think, I don't think so. so. We at one point her her parents force her into a closet, but that's there's trapped in a hiding. closet and hiding in a closet are right. different. Yeah, I don't get yeah. that one, but I do get breaks into dance uh, and needle oh, drop of the time period. Oh. Let's see here. I want breaks into dance. Yellow. <sighs> I've got a counter. By the end of the year, I need to find three sexy red dresses. I'm mm. trying to remember. She wears so much pink. I don't know if that much red gets in there. It, yeah, it's mostly pink. If she's yeah. in red, it's at the start and be in episode one. Yeah. And then I don't I don't think she's in red. And like she's so sexy as a default. Like mm -hmm. I put the three sexy red dresses down here as like. uh a real pinnacle moment where it's the like character cleans up good for a formal event or like yeah. a femme fatale or something, something where like the sexiness of it is a true, like strike to you. Like it, it, it is unfamiliar. It is surprising. It is shocking. Whereas this is like, no, that's just her default setting. Yeah. Um, I, I have two that I think could almost be, but I don't mm -hmm. think it reaches. I have, crashing a fancy party which angeline's not crashing it but no jeff wasn't supposed to be like he wasn't involved uh, but also but nobody also, reacts like who's this exactly. guy what are you doing exactly here? uh and then courtroom scene we don't have an actual like courtroom <laughs> scene it is deliberately but... on the set of a local theater <laughs> yeah yeah so i don't think i get either of those not exactly um, uh let's see anything else anything else i think that's it i i only got breaks into dance on that one and you you had that one as well as well as uh needle drop of the time okay there we go there we go um well that is our bingo update for everyone here still no bingos but we are approaching ever mm -hmm. so quickly um let's see let me put those guys out there so yeah Alyssa, let's do 
recommendations. What would you recommend? I would recommend the movie The Disaster Artist because the mysterious, inspiring figure that Angeline is really reminds me of the story of Tommy Wiseau. There was another reason why I wanted to watch this is that tonight I am going to a showing of The Room with Mm. live commentary by Greg Sestero. Interesting. Okay. I've I've seen like live showings of The Room before that had like an intro by Tommy and Greg, but this is, I think, a bit of a different one where Greg's going to be like, here's running commentary over the film you've all seen a bunch of times. I'm going to tell you what it was like to film this thing. Where it's There's this secretive sort of self-reinventing uh i'm i'm here to do a project i'm here to do a business i want to make this beautiful statement and like inspire people where you've got a mysterious character who's doing that but the story is not always from their perspective it's from the perspective of outside people Hmm. trying to go along with them like i don't know what's happening i don't know why you're making these decisions i don't know who you are or where you're from every time i ask you you give me a different answer (laughs) So if you want another story like that, another story full of Southern California, it's set in like the late 90s, I think, full of diners. (laughs) You go to a diner, you try and interrogate this person and they're like, "Uh, it doesn't matter where I'm from. I'm here to do art. Watch The Disaster Artist. Watch The Room, (laughs) read books about The Room, anything. But I think The Disaster Artist really captures it. Mm -hmm. I would also recommend the movie Boogie Nights which is about also in its way sort of reinvention and pursuit of artistic expression and like wanting to make people happy. Uh, And for them, it's like a much more literal, like we, we do sex and the sex, you know, that brings people pleasure that brings people gratification. And what we do is a real good service out in the world. Like it is a real art form. Take us seriously. We work very hard. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Melissa, I have so many things to recommend. You said like, you I, did. I, 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 every once in a while here on the review show, I'll have some specific things to recommend. Some of them are a little more obvious of like, oh, if you like this, of course you'll like this other thing here. Um, some, sometimes we do the like, hey, if you liked this aspect, you might like this uh, other thing over that way and then there's some t- times where i struggle i'm i'm just like yeah. i don't really know what to recommend i uh, i mean you maybe go watch this thing i don't know i mm. i just i i felt in, inspired by things that are are already out that are not out yet that i would oh, love yeah. to see a version of that is like this Speaking of things that are not out yet, I would like to preemptively recommend the movie Maxine with three X's due okay. out sometime okay. this year. Don't know when. It's the sequel to X. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking the Barbie movie. Yes. Just like, yes. It's going to be hot pink and plastic just like this. This. Right. This is the dress I bought for the Barbie movie. I am getting yeah. ready for it now. And it was serendipity that I also got to wear it for the Angeline episode. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, like I that's not out yet. I haven't seen it, but it, it I I feel like this just goes hand in hand with that. Um, 
We, of course, are big fans of the MCU. Melissa Yeo and I are, are big fans of that. If they ever do a Dazzler movie or, yeah! or sh- sh- show, Ugh. make it like this. Make this be the template. Make her be this like famous icon and people are telling you their experiences with her and she is refuting them. Be like, no, that's not actually how it happened and have it be this like Mm -hmm. reality bend it like that'd be so cool. That'd be sweet. Um, But uh, if if you want some more. Things that are already out. Right. (laughs) Um, I I think on a darker side of things, there's that new Marilyn Monroe biopic uh, Belond on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Um, It is more of an art house film than just like a regular (laughs) film. It's long, um, too, and it is tragic. Um, whereas mm-hmm. this was not it, it, it is mysterious, but yet hopeful and yeah. inspiring. That one is kind of a downer, to be honest. I started to watch Blonde. I got like 35 minutes into it and I wasn't exactly feeling it. And it wasn't necessarily a movie I intended to finish. Un- un- it's like, I just want Yeah, I just want to see a little bit of Ana de Armas's performance because she did get one of the best lead actress nods here at the Oscars. So instead of finishing that movie, I listened to You Must Remember This, the podcast about tales of old Hollywood, hosted uh-huh. by Karina Longworth, who is married to Ryan Johnson. Um, she has like three or four episodes about Marilyn Monroe that are really fascinating as part of a whole series on dead blondes. So like oh, I started listening to the Marilyn story and then I've gone back and I'm listening to all the other ones like Marilyn Monroe was really inspired by Jean Harlow. So I've listened to that one. It's I've really been I've listening to a lot of You Must Remember This right now. It's on Spotify. Cool. Um, also, we mentioned it in the episode Landscapers on HBO Max. It is a yes. four episode true crime miniseries. Uh, that also it's not the 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 mockumentary style thing but it is a true crime like reenactment of of that stuff um and yeah they do that like there is this one scene in particular that is just it's awesome and it is this like reality bending mind blowing uh, not not big special effects but mm. just like you think they're like the scene is just a normal reenactment of this scene. And as they're asking a certain character to like replay the events, he's, he's, he's they're just like, well, you know what? How about you just show us? And they stand up and they move. Whoop, I hit my mic. Uh, they move the walls <laughs> away and they're on like a Hollywood set. And so they just yeah. walk over to the other set. Like you see like crew walking by and stuff like that. You see all the cables and lights and all that stuff. And it is just this like reality bending. Oh, oh, okay. You were over here. Uh, but no, no, no. Actually, actually, can can you stand over that way a little bit more? I think you were more like that. And it's, it's so neat how they can. Yeah. Just kind of manipulate re- reality in that sense. Um, you also, oh, actually, I should mention we covered the landscapers yes. on number 190 here on the review show. So if you want to go back and check that out, um, it was neat. 
Uh, and then, yeah, mm-hmm. again, we also mentioned WandaVision, how she is yeah. c- kind of cr- creating her own reality uh, in the, in this. There's just, yeah, there's so, so many neat things. I think even Mr. Robot, to an extent, yeah. especially that, like, season one, like, twist that happens at the end there. I'm just like, what is going on? Um, yeah, some some interesting stuff. With mm-hmm. all of that i yeah i i enjoy this a lot there's it, it, it just the show is just constantly reinventing itself yeah that it's, it's kind of just whatever the l- last thing that i want to recommend and i haven't seen this in decades now um the documentary that banksy made exit through the oh, gift shop yes yeah, yeah, I've seen that. They, where they they create that like fake uh, street artist who then takes it too far and has like taken on this persona in the art world. It's a fascinating watch, and it reminded me a, a, a lot of uh, this one for sure. So yeah, there you go. That's all of my recommendations. Nice. Next week on the podcast, it's going to be the end of the month. So we are going to continue our ongoing monthly special. We have been watching all the fast saga. Next week, we will be watching seven, eight and nine. And we intend to watch Hobbs and Shaw on our own time, but Mm -hmm. it might not be the focus of a lot of discussion. It's more supplementary material. So, yeah, that is next week. We are capping off this ongoing monthly series. Finally, we'll be part of the family. <laughs> yes. Indeed. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited for that. I know the movie is coming up uh, down down the road here. Uh, but yeah, man, dad, whew, I'm I'm excited to finally be caught up. When yeah. we started this, I had only seen the first three. M- M- Melissa, you hadn't seen any of them. Um mm. So we'll we'll finally be caught up by the end of this next week. Fast and the Furious 7, 8, and 9. Hobbs and Shaw optional. Um, but I have my pitches ready to go for the week after that. Okay. If, if you want to hear them. Um, I, I actually mentioned this theme earlier on in the year of something that I, I was thinking about d- doing. I wanted to do animated TV shows based off of video games. Um, oh, so I, I have I have a few things here. There was actually more things I could have d- 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 done besides these three. Um, there's also movies I could have done like live action stuff, whether it's like the new Tomb Raider stuff or the new Sonic movie, all sorts of stuff. But. I went with animated TV shows. Um, so pitch number one, this is Arcane. Uh, this mm-hmm. is based off the League of Legends video game um, by Riot Games. Um, it says, Amid, amidst the escalating unrest between the rich utopian city of Piltover and its seedy oppressed underbelly of Zon. Sisters V and Jinx find themselves on opposing sides of a brewing conflict over clashing convictions and arcane technologies. Um, 
I checked this out earlier in the year, I think like end of last year. Fantastic. This blew me out of the water. Uh, right now, there's only one season with nine episodes, uh, and they're anywhere from like 40 to 50 minutes ish. Um, OK, but yeah, this is a great one. The main character, Violet, is played by Haley Stanfield. Um, ah. Just FYI. Yeah. Um, that was a fantastic one that won a bunch of awards. Pitch number two is Castlevania. Um, oh. Yeah, based off of the Castlevania video games by Konami. Um, and it says, when his human wife is burned at the stake after being falsely accused of witchcraft, the vampire Count Vlad Dracula Tepes uh, declares all the people of Wallachia will pay with their lives. He summons an army of demons, which overruns the country, causing people to live lives of fear and distrust. To combat this, the outcast monster hunter Trevor Belmont takes up arms against Dracula's forces, aided by the magician Sypha uh, Bilnades, I believe. Uh, and Dracula's Dampier son, Alucard. Mm -hmm. um, Dracula also, spelled backwards. Right, it is. Uh, this is also one that I have heard incredible things about. I actually have not seen this at all. Mm. Um, I, I, I know when this initially came out, this was one of the... Every single time there's an adaption of some video game into... A uh, movie or a TV show, they're always like, will this be the one that breaks the video game car car curse that it can't be adapted? There's been plenty of adaptions that have been <laughs> just fine at the very least to this is good. But this is one that people very often point to as this is how you adapt something. Um, uh, but I guess you could also say the same about all three of these pitches mm -hmm. here. So I don't know. Um, I will say that Richard Armitage plays Trevor Belmont uh, in in this. That's the only name that I recognize here. Uh, there are four seasons total, but I figured we oh, could do the wow. first two. Uh, the first season only has four episodes and the second has eight. So we could do do the first two seasons. I'm not sure how long the run times are. Where's the run times? They are tw they are 20 to 30 minutes. Um, okay. A little bit shorter there with that one. That's pitch number two. Pitch number three, Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Uh, based off of the Cyberpunk video game, which is based off of the Cyberpunk uh, like tabletop RPG, G RPG uh, made by Mike Pondsmith. Um, and the Cyberpunk 2077 game is made by CD Projekt Red, um, or CD Projekt Red, if I remember <laughs> correctly about how you are supposed to pronounce that. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see if I can get a plot here. Uh, it says, in the dystopian overrun by corruption, cr crime, and cybernetic implants, 
an, an impulsive but talented street kid named David after l- losing everything he has in a drive-by shooting makes the choice to survive on the wrong side of the law as an edge runner, a high-tech black market mercenary also known as a cyberpunk. Uh, so um i've i i have also seen this one uh it is fantastic it is it, the the artwork is incredible it is brightly colored and dark at the same time it is only 10 episodes long um about half an hour each it's by studio trigger who we did i forget the name of it the one that we did with sam um oh promare yes i believe they did promare as well um that we have covered here on the show but even in 10 episodes it's kind of really really cool to 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 see how much they can pa- pa- pack in with this and how emotional this one got at the end um and it's neat because this one also actually like ties into the game like there are are like it's not just like oh it's based on the game but like hey it, this is in the same universe as the game here it's just a, a side story so there you go uh that's pitch number three so pitch number one to review is arcane pitch number two is castlevania and pitch number three is cyberpunk edge runners all three of these are on netflix oh uh, yes so yeah there you go people keep yelling at me about arcane and no, nobody has told me a specific right, so. thing that I personally would like about it. Nobody's recommending it to me, me individually. They're just yelling about it in general. Friends, acquaintances, dates I've been on. They're like, Arcane is good. Did you watch, watch Arcane? It. It's good. <sighs> I'm terrified because I've been able to use the excuse of, oh, no, podcast keeps me busy. I don't know. If Kyle pitches <laughs> it, maybe I'll pick it. So I feel boxing and doing it now, but I am scared. Like, what if there's this thing that everybody thinks is a 12 out of 10? And I'm like, yeah, it was, I, it was fine. Go, like, I, <laughs> I'm scared of being underwhelmed and people being let's angry put it this that way. I'm underwhelmed. Let's put it this way. I I went in also with high expectations. Um, the, hearing that people loved this, it was all that stuff. I walked away being like, yeah holy shit this was awesome okay okay Um, it is yeah you don't need to know anything about the video game i know nothing about league of legends and i'm a big video game fan player i'm a gamer you know what i mean um but i i know nothing about that game um but it the the artwork is stunning the animation is incredible um it has this like real neat painterly quality but is almost also Mm. animated similar to uh spider-man back behind me here um yes into into the spider verse but they put so much work into their characters and the environments and just Mm. these the story and the world that they are building in this that it's it's just on another level with how good okay. it is. So 
even me playing it up here and trying to explain like <laughs> no you will like this um i i i, I think is yeah yeah you'll i i i think you're hey just okay go in however you want and i i, I think you'll be fine so. all right we'll, we'll do it we'll try the arcade hell yeah we will watch arcane in two weeks keep that okay. in mind because next week fast and the furious uh seven eight and nine uh, and then the week after that arcane so yeah uh, lots of good stuff coming up. I forgot that also next week is when John Wick 4 comes yeah. out. Um, so we might be yelling a small spoiler cast on that thing if we can find some time. Um, but yeah, there, there's so much good stuff coming. So be on the lookout mm -hmm. for all of that. Busy here. Um, indeed. That being said, that wraps us up for our show. So Melissa, where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, a show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kid shows you feel like only you remember. Cool. Uh, you guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer. And if you guys would like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share, and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. Uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, go check out one of our other videos right over there. I did see that they just added some podcast feature in YouTube that I'm going to have to explore. Um, so, yeah, go go check out all of that good stuff. This has been number 246 of the review show. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.